Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. We are your hosts of the show, Karen and Kelly Sarlow. Whether you're struggling with grief or you just need answers, we connect you with spirit to find relief, clarity, and direction in life. We can help you move forward. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. How are you? Fresh. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I like that adjective. Um, I'm pretty excited about today's show. Um, this is going to be a little bit different than what we normally do. It's not a client story. There still is consent, and I do need the name of a female, please. This is interesting. Okay. there's It's not a client, but there is consent. Um, okay. Let's go with Pia. Pia? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know this. Wait till you... Anyway, you're, you, you know the whole story. Um, this is going to be about finding a missing dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this all begins about a week ago. You and I were sitting at the very beginning of our emotionally intelligent book club that is on Zoom, where we sit down in in your office in front of the computer, together squished in front of the computer with our tea, uh, talking to our patrons about the chapters that we have read. And you and I had just sat down I think we both just had kind of like taken our first sip of tea, or at least I know I was in the middle of the sip, when you handed me your cell phone and said to me very calmly, you looked at me and you put one hand on my arm, you handed me the phone with your other one, and you said, Mom, you're going to want to take this and leave right now. And I just remembered looking at you and thinking, okay, because there is such trust mm-hmm. between the two of us that if that's what you're telling me, then I 100% will be leaving. And the way that you handed it to me was calm so that there was nothing that the patrons would see was a panic moment. So you were handling it so professionally for everybody else because they're sitting there waiting for you and I to run book club. Like they pay for that service for the two of us to sit and have this discussion with them. And here you are saying very calmly, I will handle this and you will handle that. Mm-hmm. Good leader. <laughs> yes. And I just remembered being so calm, taking your phone. And I turned around to the, to the screen and said goodbye to everybody took your phone, put my tea down. I walked out. I went out into the hallway and I looked down at the phone and there was a message from one of my dear friends, um, Pia, saying Marley is missing. Now, Marley is her dog. But I want to go into this. I want to explain something to the people who don't own dogs or to the people who've never had a pet or to the people who just think dogs are dogs. I want to say that Marley is more than a dog to Pia. Marley is somebody that has gone through a divorce with Pia, has gone through over a decade of raising her baby to be a young woman in the beginning of high school. Marley has also gotten an honorary master's degree with Pia. Yeah, Like they've gone through school together. They've gone through moves together. Yes. And, and is a partner, is a sibling, is a parent, is a coworker because Pia's worked in her home. So 
Marley wears many roles and many hats. So to lose Marley is to lose something that has value to her, a living thing, a soul, a living thing that plays many roles in her life. So if she loses, if she loses Marley, she's losing her rock. Yeah. Best, like just so many different things, right? So there's so much meaning to this. Now for me, um, I've known Marley for years because this is my dear friend's dog and I had just walked Marley the day before. So there, there's just lots of meaning here to seeing this. And I remembered thinking, oh my God. So I went straight down into the art room, sat down by the fireplace where I knew it would be nice and calm. Karen's panicking and I'm like, yeah, she'll be fine. Karen's on it. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you were calm because I was not. So I went downstairs, sat by the fireplace, called her right away and said, what's going on? And she said, She's been, Marley's been missing for an hour. Now, wherever you are listening to this in the world, you need to know what one hour means in March. Of Ontario, Canada. Yes, because in Ontario, Canada in March, it was like about minus 20. It was extremely windy. And that is a mild day here. Yes. In winter. There's tons of snow. The lake across the street from where they live is solid ice It is and, and snow on top of the ice. Um, there's a large field across the street. And now you're hearing that, oh, pardon me, it was also pitch black at night. And near a highway. Near a highway, near a lake, where at one tiny part of the lake on, on one um, corner of it, it's got a little tiny bit of open water. Like there were just so many conditions that were scary that could put anybody into panic. Adding on to that, they just moved into the city. So Marley is a country dog who was used to the doors being open and he ran out and chased the ducks and the chickens and the geese and the hens and just literally had no fence and knew which direction to run because all the other animals were in that direction and had only spent two weeks in a new location. So for Marley to go out the door and to get lost meant that he didn't even know his neighborhood and also that the people in the neighborhood didn't know what house he would belong to mm -hmm. if anybody found him. So he's he's brand new. So there there are many there are many reasons for a full out freak out. So I'm sitting in the chair by the fireplace and she said to me, "What do you get? Where is he?" Which is totally fair because she's heard me do search and rescue yep. before. This is totally normal. She's not being abusive. She is in full blown panic, but she also knows what I do, so she's like, "Where where's his energy? What have you picked up?" And I'm and I'm like, "This is also this is also a woman professional and friend yes. who has worked alongside you yes, and as her own professional takes your inner knowings, your intuition as a psychic medium yes. in order to do her job better. Yes. Okay. And trusts you. So when Karen says go left, she goes left. Oh yeah. When Karen says stop and go right, she stops and goes right. Yeah. So like there's no questioning your connection. Yes. That's so very true. She called the right person. Yeah. So she says, where? Like this. And I said, I haven't got his energy. And she goes, okay, when you do, call me back. Bye. Oh. 
And I, I'm saying she said it that quickly after you have just explained what type of relationship and trust we have. So I'm not thinking she's a bad client. I'm not thinking what the hell is going on. No, no, we have, we have rapport. Yeah, because she hung up also knowing I don't have to ask Karen to continue to try and check in with Marley's energy. Yes. She's just going to handle it and call me when it's done. Yes. So I sat in my chair and I just sat there and I thought, oh my God, why can't I get Marley's energy? What, like I just walked Marley yesterday, like, and I started thinking about walking Marley the day before. And it was like, okay, what was his energy like? And I'm trying to think. And I'm trying to just go into the gifts, but I'm also thinking <laughs> like this. And then I hear clear as a bell in my head. This is your dear friend. What are you doing? She's lost her dog. Get your ass over to her house. <laughs> your friend has lost her dog. You need to be there. So Kelly, I jumped up, I put my coat, I put my boots on, I got in the car and I drove over, parked the car and she's, she's outside and I can hear Marley, like I can hear screaming and she walks over to me, we walk up the stairs and I see that there are other people on the street in the dark with flashlights. I see cars going very slowly up and down the street, stopping, talking to the people walking. So it's like, oh, there's a search and rescue going on. She has called other people. Okay. So I can see other people searching and I can hear those other people screaming Marley. So I go up her front steps and she's following me up the steps. We get into her house and I said, what happened? After dropping her daughter off at, sc at the school for a practice, when she pulled in and walked up her driveway, the front door is wide open. And I said, okay, so what happened? She says, well, she obviously did not close the door properly and lock it, but thought she had. And when I went in, the other dog and the cat are in the house, but Marley's missing. So I said, okay. And she says, that was an hour ago. And she's crying hard. So we, she goes out the front door and I follow her out the front door and she's walking down the stairs quickly and like she's booting it, like she's going to look for Marley again. And I yelled at her and I said, hey, Pia, did you go into it to the neighbor's houses beside you and ask anybody? And she goes, no, but she's, she's yelling, she's crying, like she's really distraught. She's not angry. Mm -hmm. This is, this is upset. No, I'm screaming, Karen. She says, I'm screaming, Marley. She says, if any of my neighbors had my dog, they would hear me and bring my dog. So she turns around and she goes down the street. I can't seem to leave the house. I can't seem to leave the property. So as she's going, as Pia's going across the street and into a compart apartment complex and the parking area, I decided to go into her backyard and search her backyard and her neighbor's backyard. And then I couldn't find anything. I couldn't, there was no response. So, and I was hoping for Marty to bark or to make some noise or something, right? And then I came back out. There was nothing happening. So I got into my car. And I say nothing happening because I can still hear everybody screaming. And I still can't pick up Marley's energy. So I get into the car and I go around and I try and do some search in a vehicle and I go a little further away 
And then I park the car and I'm sitting there for a minute thinking, I'm really not doing anything constructive because I'm not getting Marley's energy. I'm just driving around. So I sat in a parking lot for a few seconds and I said, Marley, do you think that you could give me your energy? Because maybe synesthetically, um, uh, that might give me some clue. And Kelly, I felt warm and I thought, oh, Marley's warm. He's not outside. (laughs) Yeah, he can't be outside. So there are only certain places that are warm when it's freezing cold out. And so I just thought, I'm going to head back towards the house and go back into her house again. Maybe Marley's in the house. And even though I went through it and she's gone through it, for I don't know for whatever reason, but maybe I just better get back there. I just couldn't think of where else to go. So I was just starting to pull over, looked in my rear view mirror, and she's pulling in behind me. In front of me, there's a large man, very tall man, coming down the street with one of those neon yellow vests on and swinging a flashlight. So I can see him approaching, and I see Marley, this little black, you know, he's five pounds, he's a little mini poodle. I see this little black dog running right in front of him, straight in front of um, Pia's house, right in front of my car, up the adjoining driveway between the second and third neighbors, and straight up the driveway towards the third house. Well, Kelly, I just pulled over as fast as I could, threw the car into park, threw my car door open, and actually left my car door wide open, jumped out of the car, and thought, I have to catch him. So I was chasing him. I was running. And this man sees me doing all of this. So he's, he just walks a little bit quicker. And I said, did you see the black dog where he ran? And he went, there's no black dog. And I stopped and I went, what? Because <laughs> I was like, what do you mean there's no black dog? And he said, there was no dog. And I went, yeah, there was. And he went, no, there wasn't. And I said, yes, there was. He went right in front of the car, right in front of you. And he went, no, ma'am. And I went, yeah, he did. And he ran right up that driveway like this towards that house. And he went, no. And then all of a sudden, he kind of stopped and looked at me. And I don't know what happened in his head, Kelly. But he went, okay. And he bent down and looked under a, a car in the driveway. And I just stood there and I thought, what the heck? like this. And I thought, how could he not have seen him? So I went up the driveway and tried to get into that woman's backyard. So then I come back to the front of the house and now Pia and her daughter are out of their car. She's, Pia's walking towards me. And just as she walks towards me into this woman's driveway, I'm standing at the very bottom of the stairs and she's got a deck at the front of the house. And I turned to her and out of my mouth, I said, without even thinking, I said, Pia, walk up those stairs, ring that doorbell and ask that lady for your dog. And she just looked at me and went, okay. And she just walked up the stairs and I followed her right up the stairs. She rang the doorbell and I can see that a, a much older woman opens the door and she looks very upset when she sees us at the door because P is crying. And so she kind of stands there and then she stands back a bit. And then as 
nothing's really happening. She starts to open her door and Pia leans in and she's crying and she goes, <gasps> dog. And that's all I hear is dog, which I later got confirmed was really, she couldn't get anything else mm-hmm. out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. She couldn't say, do you have my dog? Apparently yeah, like straight distress. Yeah. All she said was dog. And this woman goes, yes, are you looking for a missing dog like this? And I leaned over to the side beyond Pia and there's Marley eating dog treats. Mm-hmm. Her tail, his tail nice is... Nice and warm. Yeah, just a tail wagon and there's two other little dogs and there's another young woman there. And Marley's just having a fantastic time playing with the dogs and the people, eating his treats. and He's cozy and he's warm. Mm-hmm. And Pia literally drops down onto her knees, mm-hmm. crying, and Marley runs and jumps up into her arms. Oh, hi, Mom. Like, yeah. Oh, it's all good. Fuck. And I turn around because now I'm thinking her daughter's out there doesn't know that we have found and she's found Mm -hmm. Marley and she is still distressed. So I, I went back out the door. I went down the steps and just as she's approaching, I said, Marley's in that house. Go. So she went past me, went into the house and I went over to their house. I couldn't see the man anywhere. I don't know where he was, if he left or if he saw everything was okay. I don't know. But I went into the house, closed the door and waited. About 10 minutes passed. And then I heard them coming up the steps. And I heard them put their hands on the door handle because you know you have to press the keypad. Mm-hmm. And I whipped open the door and I went, welcome home. Oh my God, Kelly, their faces were just beautiful. Mm -hmm. And there's little Marley just, you know, all content behind Pia in her daughter's arms. Mm -hmm. And so Pia comes in the door. She just walks right up to me. She just puts her arms around me and just collapses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then her daughter sat down holding on to Marley. You did an excellent job. Thank you. And I think there's going to be such a division of listeners, some of which or some of whom will be like, Karen's incredible, and they'll be totally fixated on your process and how you got it and what you saw and what you felt. And then there'll be people in my boat who are like, what a fucking idiot. What woman <laughs> invites a dog into her home and doesn't keep an eye on the street? And oh. doesn't keep an eye or get in her own vehicle. Okay, let's keep going. Like, Because I, I hear this and I don't want to lose yeah. the, the incredible gift and, and the message that you're talking yeah. about here in, in what you did for Pia and her family. Yeah, let's keep because going then. that's amazing. Okay, right? let's, let's continue this story because there is there is more to it that I found out from Pia um, after. Like when the... Um, I know, and it makes me even more angry at this woman, but go ahead. Okay, so here's what happened. So Pia then tells me... Um, she says to me, how did you find, how did you know? How did you know? Like this. And I said, well, he ran in front of the car and he he ran in front of that man, but that man couldn't see him. So I don't understand why he couldn't see him. Okay. And she goes, oh, so I can explain that. You did remote viewing. Yeah. At a very recent past. Yeah. To see Marley run up those stairs. Yes. So what happened was Marley actually did not run in front of my car. Right. He was in the house. And so her neighbor, two doors down, confirmed 
that Marty had been in the house since she pulled out of the driveway. Apparently, she left and Marley went straight over to her house because she said, oh, I've had Marley for two hours. Mm -hmm. He's been here for two hours. I called my niece. She came over with her dogs to keep your dog company. I am also incredibly angry at the niece. Wait, wait, there's more. (laughs) She brought dog treats. She didn't have a collar because she doesn't have a dog. So she called her niece who brought a dog collar, who brought a leash, who brought treats and some food for the dog she brought into her house. So she wasn't prepared for a dog. She didn't have any of the tools for a dog. She's older, so chances are she didn't hear uh, us outside. The TV was blaring in the house. That's my point, though. Like, how is your critical thinking so low that you don't turn a TV off, open your blinds to see, like, hey, might anyone be looking for this dog that stumbled upon my doorway? Okay. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) I should keep an eye out because someone loves this thing in my house. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> and, and the niece is a dog owner. That's why I'm, I'm even more angry. Okay. Because she should have known to be like, hey, aunt, mom, grandma, whoever you are, like maybe someone is looking for this precious thing. The plan, apparently, is a stupid plan, but go ahead. Was to put the collar on Marley the next morning. The next morning? Are you fucking kidding the me? The next morning and walk the dog up and down the street to see if anybody could come outside and say, that's my dog. Yes. Please, anyone who owns an animal, has a child, or has loved anyone or thing in this life, tell me if the next morning is acceptable for you. That's what they were going to do. So I'm, I, I agree. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying that, th- that this was the thought process. This was the story. And, and I really want everybody to know that it was winter. The windows were closed. And I, I get what you're saying. I'm just trying to also explain what was going on in the outside. You have too much compassion. And I'm just going to say that my, I'm going to take all my rage and say, therefore, thank God for Karen. And thank God for these gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Because these gifts are fighting against stupid humans. <laughs> and okay, so now let me make it a little bit lighter because I've been raging yeah. here for a minute. But really and honestly, like you can put these gifts um, kind of side by each with all of the different client stories that we have told where we as humans get in our own way. Yeah. Right. And you're even talking about using the gifts and being in your own way during a search and rescue party. Right. Yeah. Where it's like Karen, the psychic is just taking her time for her process to tune into Marley's energy, to Mm -hmm. pick up on what that spirit or energy is going to offer you. That's a process in and of itself. But then the human Karen gets in the way of, I love my friend. Mm -hmm. I love my friend's dog. Mm -hmm. I want to do them, you know, I want to do right by them. Mm -hmm. And so we get into overthinking, which, Mm -hmm. which can mean that we disregard the inner knowing that comes in and the intuitiveness that comes in. Right. Which is why I drove in the car instead of just sitting where I thought I should just sit. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. And, and I think it's really neat because, and it's not to say people shouldn't jump up and move when search and rescue is needed. And, it's also really valuable that some people sit mm-hmm. and wait for a knowing to come mm-hmm. because sometimes that knowing can't come when we're on the move. Yeah. And I remember when I came home, I remember you saying to me, um, why did you put your coat and boots on? Yeah. Now I want to argue two points here. 
<laughs> because I'm going to argue myself and I am on your side, just so we're clear about heading into this conversation. Because I think people are like, Kelly's being really harsh on Karen in this podcast. <laughs> and I am. So I did say this to you. I said, why Why did you even leave the house? Like, yeah. you have done hundreds of search and rescues for animals in particular over yeah. the years. Yeah. You've done it from the comfort of your own bed yes. under your covers. Yes. You've done it from your desk. You've done it from laying down in the back room. And I just thought, like, everything that you are able to do successfully, you've never had to leave our house. In fact, you've preferred not to. Yeah. Now, that's where my head went because you put on a hat in order to find this dog, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking like, weird, why did she leave the house? Then you said to me, because at the same time, this is also one of my best friends who is distraught. And if or when that dog does or does not show up, I need to be there as a friend. And I was like, yeah, of course, duh. Why did I even... Why did he even ask that question? How could I have been so cold to not think of that, <laughs> right? Um, but I think for for my head, it was like the most important thing was to find this dog and having the most faith in the world in you that you were going to. It was like, mm. wouldn't you have just stayed home and done the job where no one else could get in your way? <laughs> yeah, and I've had to think about that. I do think you did the right thing. And I think about that part in the story where you said, you know, you whipped the door open and said, welcome home. And it's like those two needed, mm. probably really needed a third party who was not in the level of distress that they were in to hold a certain level of energy when they did come through the door to remind them, hey, look here, everything is okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I just remember when they were coming up the front steps, that's when I decided to open the door and yell that. Because all I could think about was that they came from the country. That this was within two weeks of moving into a brand new home where they made a decision to come live with people. Yeah, near. <laughs> where there are streets and where there are cars and where there were more things that could scare them about their dog when their dog goes running loose versus in the country. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want them to be scared all the time every time they go out the door now. Mm -hmm. You did a beautiful job, like, from every angle. Thank you. Yeah. And and I, maybe even just to, to mm. leave it on this note is to say I'm glad that the human part of you was there. Even if you got in your own way, you know, back and forth throughout the process, I'm glad that human part of you of knowing what human connection needs to look like, that, that was still present in you to say, no, I also need to physically be there. Um, so that they feel this tangible connection. Thank you. Yeah, you did. Well, go Karen. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlos. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.